0: Cody, Chase, big fan, but we don't do intros here. Let's get right into a trade. So we're looking at a 12-team Superflex PPR with a 1.75 tight end premium start 10. Amon Ross, St. Brown, or Pukunakua. a 24-second and a 25-second. Let's start with you, Chase. So the way I'm going to look at this, I mean, obviously, best player in the
1: deal for a start 10 is going to be Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, I love what Puka has done, but, uh, you know, again, hashtag, is it sustainable? Um, one of those things that, that we talk about in the two seconds, So when I really look at this, it's like, is Puka worth a first right now. And I'd say probably is so first and two seconds for Aminat feels good. Um, if Puka can sustain, like it's gonna, it's really going to work out. I still, I, I think this is good value. Uh, if Puka does sustain, but I'm going to go with Amen right here. I just I want to take the known commodity, what I know in Amonra. Everyone's doubted. Right. I mean, well, I guess Puka is the new age Amonra here, so I'll take <laughs> Ra and, and then give up those uh, those other two those those other two seconds.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo the same statements. So like, basically what you need to win this trade is Puka has to become Amon Ra. Otherwise, it's just two seconds, and what do those really do for you? When I'm talking about a guy like Amon Ra St. Brown, who's a locked-in top-10 dynasty wide receiver right now, I, I just got to take that right. side because the, on, the only thing I'm get, having to give up to get to that would be the two seconds if I was on the other side. So, sure, like, I'll take the two-week sample size. I love what I've seen. I'd be buying some Puka right now, but I'm not down tearing off
0: of Amon Ra, who I know is that player already. So let me ask you this, if we were start 11, does that make it a little bit more interesting? And then you're also looking into your team structure and kind of where you, where you are in the standings and stuff. Does that even make a difference? 10 to 11?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it does, as you get to 11 and 12, especially you have to consider it again, team dynamic is important if you're a contender and you want the like the sure thing points. Yeah. Give me Amin Ra. But uh, if I'm a retooling and I'm just looking to uh, accumulate
0: assets then I could see taking Puka in the two seconds. So, last thing on this trade, we we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of subscribers, a bunch of tribe members as we call them, who do play in one QB leagues, um, and shallow leagues. Okay, so if we're talking a shallow one QB league, you know, a ten team start eight, are you tacking on a first to Puka for Amon Ra St. Brown? Is Amon Ra enough of a hammer, or are you going up above him? i'm the hammer for me yeah i'm I'm gonna
2: throw on that first unless it looks like it's probably top like three for me i would have to say where that first yep. projects to lie i'll just throw the first on because you're talking no first round quarterbacks i don't even care if it's caleb williams next year i don't think he's worth the first round quarterback pickup in a one qb league i just purely don't and so right. no, like there's very few firsts even that actually matter in those type of formats so i'll gladly tack on a first especially if it looks to be back end yep
0: same well for you said. Chase. Yeah,
1: completely agree. When you're looking at you know contending teams in in 1 QB, those back in first or those even those mid first just don't mean a whole lot. Um it's easier yeah. for me to just give those up and it looks pretty, right? Like I'm giving you a first and it's like sold.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's got the one in front of it. Okay, Cody, let's start with you man. Let's get a little baseline on you guys. So, what we're going to do, we're going to talk dynasty obviously, engage with our crowd here, talk a lot of trades, but at the end we're going to go over your YouTube channel. Kind of dig into a little bit they, they showed me uh show me a little behind the scenes behind the curtains look at it so we'll chat about that but let's get a baseline cody how many dynasty leagues do you plan
2: i have ramped myself up to 12 now i'm a little bit newer in terms of just like expanding the portfolio game at this point but we've got it up to 12 this season and honestly it's already a grind so i don't know if i'm getting much higher than that i think i'm at a pretty good number there with that 12 but i, I love love that i've been able to expand it to that this year nice
1: and then for me, I'm in about 20. Um, I, I've really ramped up again this offseason. I think I was in about 12 to, to 15 last year. And so I added a bunch this offseason to get up there. And uh, as you start expanding your portfolio, it gets tough to manage. But uh, it's been fun. I absolutely love the game. Different formats just makes it uh, so much more enticing. It'll suck me into a league. You'll, you'll get me to buy in if you have a fun league
0: format. So so look at that. He, he, he naturally segues right into this. And, and you know, we have a show sheet. We don't have a show chief. Do we prep beforehand? No, he's no. just on point that uh, that chase guy. What's your favorite format, Chase? Number of teams, super flex, set in premium, number of starters, all that good stuff. I mean, I
1: won't do anything less than sp- uh, 12 teams. Uh, so all 12 and 14 team ideally is what I'm looking at. Superflex is pretty much a must at this point. I like a one, seven, five tight end premium. I do. I like fun scoring. So I like the, you give me a 0.25 per carry. You give me tiered PPR where you have like, you know, a half point per reception right. for running backs, you know, et cetera. Um, love those types of formats. And then if you can have any big play bonuses, so, some big play bonuses get a little too wild, but I just like fun scoring that makes you really think and analyze a league in a different way versus just your standard scoring type formats
2: i'll go into mine it's for me it's it's got to be 12 team as well has to be super flex i've only got one qb league it's my first dynasty league so it holds a little special place in my heart and it's tanking so i can't punt it off yet but um it's gotta get up to act to the rebuild. But no, it's gotta be 12 team super flex at least. It can go up a little bit further than that. But you know, you gotta have the tier PPR. I agree. I like the point five one and then a two for the tight ends to make them just even matter that much more, yep. especially the ones like Kelsey that I absolutely love. So we gotta go into that. And then I've actually been a little bit just to – break away from that one and those type of performance that I really like. The one that I have only in one in yet and I might actually join some more of is the one at each position and everything else is flex and then a super flex league. And you're starting. Well, also to go to that, you need at least like 10, 10 starters minimum. I prefer yeah, yeah. to go to 12 and I think for both of us at this point, it's almost got to be best ball. I still have a split of yeah. four out of my 12 leagues or lineup, but everything from here on out is best ball.
0: It's just, it's just so much more, it's so much easier to manage. So yep. much easier to manage, and you still have the option to trade all year if you want to. I just—I'm in a couple dynasty baseball leagues, and there's just no there's no action on it. I mean, there's it's it's just dead. But I I don't play in a lot of competitive dynasty basketball leagues. Let's say ah, what am I talking about? I just joined two that are way more expensive than <laughs> I should have joined. Anyway, I regress. Um. So so yeah, awesome. So let's move on to this super chat right here, Jonathan Lee. Thank you very much. 10 team superflex PPR start nine. Are you serious? This is like almost what I came up with before the show. <laughs> Give Amon Ra St. Brown, Puka, Miles, get Justin Jefferson and Monty. So 10 team start nine. Cody gophers
2: it's Justin Jefferson. I don't care. I don't care if it's Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't care if it's Puka. You're telling me it's a 10-team start nine? No, you have to give me, you have to give me an entire roster of startable players to get Justin Jefferson. Right. No, it's it, it's that and Monty. Monty's
1: the throw in just a nice little cherry on top. I mean, you could even argue Monty and Miles kind of cancel each other out, even though there's the injury to Monty. Give me Jets and, and Monty. I'm good. I'm good with that in a start nine, 10 team for sure. Hammer, hammer, hammer
0: yeah you, you have the ability to tack on more if necessary but if this is if this is the offer we're looking at yes yes please so we're going to go to this question here um here let me hide that one we can go to this question here alex got into the uh got into the stream super early when i initially set it up and asked if your team is designed to tank but somehow you're three and one so i guess there's some league median action that that he's playing um When do you decide to pivot and spend picks to win? I'll
2: go on this one. I don't think you actually spend the picks to win yet. Um, I, I would need to at least probably get to about week six and still be within those probably top three teams to start spending picks. What I like to do whenever I see that it might be designed to win, but you're only tanking one pick at the end of the day. It's pushing other picks that I probably own down the board. And so what I'd like to try to do there is even if it doesn't fully get to contention this year, put yourself in the best position to contend next year. So even if you're just barely making the playoffs, it probably doesn't matter. Just park your assets and people that are going to come back next year. I'll park my assets in the Jonathan Taylor's right now. That's where I'd like to actually spend that capital. So maybe not fully push in this year yet, unless I'm in that top three, whenever it gets like week six, week seven and beyond, I'll... I'll make that pivot a little bit later and actually really try to put my team in the best possible position to contend in
1: 2024. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you, absolutely love that. And Cody, like this is like a prime example. Cody did this in Royal rumble to 14 teams. So it's twenty eight team two copies. So essentially mm-hmm. 14 team leagues. And he built up a bunch of capital and he was able to, to add, you know, a, a, a plethora of assets this offseason getting Bijan. I mean, he's now a true contender in this league, um, but you you have to be selective with the players that you do decide to buy. You know, you mentioned JT who, JT who could, uh, you know, again be valuable this year, but again, you're looking at next year. So you still want to acquire assets that are, are still focused on your future build uh, but still could help you in 2023 that's kind of the mindset you have to have i wouldn't be going out and buying a bunch of Devonte adams unless you are truly like you end up being the uh, top three team and i'd say week five week sure. six like patience is hard i think that's one of the toughest things to have in dynasty is patience to make the right moves and patience to make you know, to move picks you think you're going to miss out on deals by by you know waiting but you're not like you right. will find the right deal when the time comes just have that patience sure. Um, and, and you'll you'll find what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, it's um it's just wild. Every every day when I'm thinking about a, a dynasty, just how fast paced it is now, you know, that whole we used to always hear two to three year window, everything you hear is two to three year window. Yeah, right. It's like it's like a quarter by quarter. on on a game it's 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 bonkers so look at this one from custom cali tools 99 thank you for the question uh it's a tight end premium he says 1.5 for tight ends ppr for everyone else super flex trade mark andrews and a 24 first for chase okay so let's just assume you didn't list it let's say it's 10 team and it's start nine 1.5 tight end premium
2: Ten teams start nine. I'll still take the chase. I'm not as big of a chase. Like I don't think he's up at the Justin Jefferson level. I think there's a little bit of a tear gap there, and we're seeing it this year. Just one Joe Burrow injury, and everybody starts to panic already. Yep. But this is why you can get this type of deal done. The 1.5 tight end premium isn't enough for me. Now, if you are talking about a 10-team league, though, you do need that like positional advantage at the tight end. It matters a lot more, but I still think
1: I'm going with chase here. I feel the same way. I think that this is probably a cheap price to acquire a hammer. Like, I think you'll look back, you're buying low at the time being because of the Burrow injury. Chase has struggled out the gate this year. Again, this we're in a, such a reactionary dynasty landscape right now that uh, people are are kind of panicked. Uh, Mark Andrews has had a rough start himself with injury and things like that too. So it depends on where that first is. I would say that much. I mean, if it's a, a top, you know, if it's a non-playoff pick, it makes me think a little bit more, but I think I'm still going to go with Chase for
0: this. So I'm gonna ask a really broad question right here. So Chase, we'll start with you. What's your what's your strategy when it comes to dynasty or your philosophy or your tendencies? Are you a get this first out of my face kind of guy? Like, hey, I just want to contend, balls to the wall, scorch to the wall. What what's your what's your style, man? So I mean, Cody and I this is both smiled when we heard
1: this question because we think a lot alike. Um we used to say like oh yeah we dynasty in a 2 to 3 year window thinking that like yeah this is a short window. We're win now focused. I'm win now focused. Uh when I'm doing startups like I am focused on you know my quarterback room, wide receiver room and then I like to acquire you know different ways to build my running backs and and my tight end room uh because they're attainable. So that's kind of like my focus. I do go win now. I don't necessarily like get rid of my pick all the time. Um I I'm patient in d- different scenarios with that because You know, you have to know your league and and the people that you're in there with because that first is just a liquid asset and at any given time you can acquire what you're looking for. So sometimes you again patience 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 Uh, you you find the right time to move that first.
2: It's win now that's, that's the only way, it's, at least from the yeah. startup, that's the only way I will ever build a startup again. There's been one that I tried to do a little bit more of like the middler rebuild retool year one and it ended up working out decently. Well, I had zero fun doing it though. It's winning. Like, I don't, I don't care. I, we call this game dynasty, right. but from where I sit now, like it, this is no longer dynasty. You don't, you don't do the constructive rebuild to sit and try to win for five years in a row. what what i'd like to call this game now it's franchise mode either i'm winning this year i'm retooling for next like that's the only two outcomes that i personally have and so no it's it's either i go in and now it's a failed contender that i got to try to figure out how to retool it and get back to contention or i'm just winning this year and we're trying to hit the playoffs every single year with every single team unless it goes so badly that you do have to scorched earth it but then again i'm still Mm -hmm. only looking for a two-year out to get back to contention
0: love it love it yeah i uh i just drafted a in our squirt league that we jammed in before the league started i was like i'm going yolo i'm just getting i'm just gonna draft a ton of points i'm gonna get some hammers of course travis kelsey was one of them so missed him week one then eckler's on there you know just like drafting the the hammer old people hasn't worked so well just yet for those teams for me but stay stay course right keenan allen's doing his thing baby he doesn't he doesn't have any any resale value he's not a liquid asset there's a way to do it too like there's a way to do it like drafting all
1: age can can come back and bite you right like if these injuries happen uh you know we see nick chubb and, and you know unfortunately for him like those types of injuries can can decimate a roster and like now they have no trade value because of their age but if if you do get the you know If you are a little more conservative early, get the right players to to kind of roster construct in the right way. Um, Those aging assets will still have value. And then you can kind of assess your team. Like if you have to sell Eckler at some point or if you have to sell Kelsey, they still have trade value in season. You just have to be able to make that move. And that's that's the toughest thing as a dynasty manager is to sell away a hammer.
0: Yeah, it was um it, it was tough too. In, in that league, I did keep my first in the startup. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my first, you know, just just hedge that way. I think I think this this year in all my leagues, I'm gonna be more apt to trade away my 24 first if I think they're after the top six, just cause they always get crapped on. But anyway, what I was getting at is in this league, I kept my first. And then as much as it pained me to trade away DK Metcalf, I was able to the other day trade metcalf for marvin mims in a 24 first it felt like a godsend offer to me i'm looking at this team it's 0 two. it's like man i need a little bit of leverage I, I need something else in my back pocket i love dk metcalf can't ever quit him but what do you think about that one 12 team super flex start 11 all that fancy stuff
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a perfect hedge bet for where you're at right now. Like, that's it, is the issue of playing like that. You have to notice where your team is headed quick. Uh, Otherwise, it will go to like, I have a team that honestly I didn't manage last year that I drafted, and it was a win now, failed contender, and it looks I don't know how I'm going to rebuild it. Honestly, like it's going to be, it's going to be a rough rebuild to come out of it because yeah. I'm sitting on a bunch of like Melvin Gordon, Zeke's Leonard for nets, Dalvin right. cooks. And I'm like, this is going to be hard to get out of because none of these guys have the value to recoup it anymore, but you, you have to be on it whenever you do go that way. You have to be on it quick and most leagues, most leagues I am, but that was one that slipped through the cracks. But I, I do love that as a hedge bet just for the future.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all either. I think, uh, I think Mims is a good bet too, for, for the future. Uh, He's the first draft pick in Sean Payton's era. I know he didn't get a lot of a ton of snap count this week, but he obviously produced in those few snaps he was out there. Russ has looked better this year. I like that bet on on Mims, uh, you know, long term, and then getting a first yeah. back as well. It gives you another liquid asset to to do something with, uh, either in season or even you know in the off season.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I struggle with. And we're gonna hit some questions from uh, we've got some questions from our Discord and also in the crowd here. But I'm gonna be selfish with one more here, real quick. I stink. I I play in one or two, I play in two start nines. Okay. And for the life of me, I don't have the guts to package up a bunch of depth to get a hammer. I'm so concerned about depth in a shallow format now. Okay. So, so I I know how to play in different formats, right? Luckily I, I listen to Shane. I'm in between Shane and Scott every week, but I still, I still have trouble packaging up three or four players for one and maybe a pick in a start nine. Tell me that it's okay if I have just trash cans outside of my starting lineup. It's fine. You, you do it. It's it's start nine. I mean,
2: I only play in start 10 and beyond, but as much as, as much as it may hurt, most of the pieces that you're probably packaging up don't have long insulated shelf life either. And so you have your pro as long as you're buying into pieces that are long insulated shelf life, only three running backs do currently right now it's Bijan, it's Brees, and it's Gibbs. Like those are the only three, so I'm not trading up to go to any right. anything other than that. But any of like the top twelve wide receivers, those are the type. The quarterbacks and the tight end, the top three tight ends, and Kelsey Andrews
1: and Hawkinson. I honestly don't consider Pitts there anymore. As long as it's one of those pieces, I'm fine with tearing up anything. Yeah, start nine lineup leagues. I want to lock in my team as much as I possibly can. I want you know, kind of set and forget as much as possible, where you know right. for. As long as they continue to do what they do, of course, there's down weeks, but you know what your lineup is, and it's a safe bet for the most part. Um, And the last thing you want to do is be like, "I had a tough start decision this week, and I benched the or I started the wrong
0: guy." So it's like, if I can acquire something where
1: I know what I'm starting, I'm doing it every time.
0: Yeah, I think it was Scott and Shane. They were talking about that the other day in a show is is you get yourself into this bind where you have a bunch of, you know, middling assets, like which one do I start? And you're screwed. The problem is, is you have all of them on your roster in the first place. Yeah, let's go to this one right here. Matt Jones has a what moves do you make so he's giving us this raw team here and we're supposed to we're going to turn him around here in two and a half minutes let's call it uh 10 teams, super flex start nine ppr no tight end premium what moves would you make daniel jones russell wilson cj stroud kenny pickett at qb bijan jj javante zach moss is making lists at at running back Diggs, waddle london judy addison mclaurin Ingram, Musgrave, and Schultz at tight end. Okay, so it's a 10-team start nine. The two start nines I'm in are at least 12-team, but this is ultra shallow. 10-team start nine.
2: It's the ultra shallow format. I personally have no desire to hold four quarterbacks on this team, so any of those that I can tier up to get to a higher level of quarterback, that's the first thing that I'm doing. Um, You've you've got four guys that look like they're probably outside of the top 12 for me. And so I'm trying to pair up the Jones and Wilson to move up into the top 12, the Stroud and Pick to move up into the top 12, just spamming it for anybody that's inside of that top eight right now. Uh, The running back room looks good, but again, I don't know in the start in the 10 team start nine. Is it good enough to get you to winning? Probably not with the stuff that's around it. The digs waddle London looks good. The wide receiver room looks good. You don't have a hammer at tight end, unfortunately. So I'm just trying to tear up anything here. It's tear up the QBs first and then tear up my tight end position is what I'm looking to do here.
1: So I'm looking at this and my, my first thought is, again, 10 teams start nine, that this is probably not a contender. This team has probably struggled out the gate. Um, London hasn't played great. Judy up and down. Addison, like if you're making start-sit decisions, D- Danny Dimes has really struggled. Uh, you, you had some That's rough weeks is my guess. And the youth that you have on here makes me think it's a younger team as well. Uh, I would be packaging up. I'm with you, Cody. I would. I mean, I'd be willing to go. Dimes, Wilson, and Pickett. Keep Stroud. Stroud showed, you know, early enough that he can produce for fantasy. Like I'd see what I can do to get into the top twelve at quarterback, so you can lock down two quarterbacks. Um, and then I, I'm with the the wide receiver side: London, Judy, Addison, McLaurin can you package them up to get anything as well <laughs>
0: three three of them to get one yeah, yeah. three i for mean truly, one there.
1: again you're giving up depth and things like that but if this is a, again i'm making the assumption that this is a, a retooling team i'm probably looking to sell Bijan, taylor javante i mean zach moss i, I love that you put him in here that just oh i that. know right
0: he makes the list
1: but it's a non-tight end premium. I'm good with your tight end room. Uh, you know, I, I like Ingram a lot. I think he's you know undervalued for for what he actually does. So I'm fine with your tight end room. But I'd be looking to acquire you know some some liquid assets or using maybe even using those running backs to acquire uh, some more studs in the in the wide receiver room. I would just explore those types of options if you are in fact in that retail mode.
0: So last week, going into last week. To me, it felt like Justin, or I'm sorry, going into this week, Justin Fields feels like he has a, it's a major week for his dynasty value. Last week, I thought it was uh Drake London. And of course he does, you know, what did he have like 70 yards or something like that, but had a touchdown somewhere around there. You know, his dynasty value was hinging last week. So it seemed whose dynasty value is in jeopardy this week that you're really watching that you're maybe even trying to jam sell before Sunday. Go ahead. So I'm going to start
2: off with it because you, you mentioned a name that I've taken some heat from for takes that have been out there from the pod and that's Justin Fields. I've been, I've now found out that I actually do hate Justin Fields more than Jay rich from destination. (laughs) Debbie. I am the king at the top of the mountain the Justin Fields haters. I'm there and I'm alone. However, I don't sell this week because of what we just saw from Justin Fields. It's going against a tough, a tough Kansas city chiefs defense. However, Everything he just said in his press conference and all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and the front office organization stuff, Justin Fields is going out there and he said, "I'm, I'm playing too robotic. He's going to go back to what he was doing which is still not winning football games, but he's going to go back to actually just running the ball because they were trying to make him play from the pocket. And that's not what Justin Fields can actually do well in the NFL. He can run. It's not going to lead to a sustainable future, but I think for week three against the Kansas city chiefs, he's actually going to get back to that, like 50 plus rushing yards and people are going to buy right back in. So I, I think it's a big week for Justin Fields to not sell yet. I obviously don't have any those ones were gone two years ago, but, um, (laughs) I'm not selling yet, but I think you can sell after next week.
1: There's there's a couple names, a couple names stand out to me. And unfortunately one just played. So uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, everyone thought he got his contract and he was going to, going to, you know, have himself a season. I was on that boat too. Like I have a ton of Danny dimes. I mean, I traded off of fields and got Danny dimes, a first and a third type of deal, a first and a second type deal. Like I was trying everything I could to get off of fields and move into Danny dimes. And it has been a rough go. I mean, he there's, other circumstances in that offense but right now his dynasty value is just in flux uh if you believe in him this could be a time to buy i personally do believe and so i'm still not i'm not out on him but his his dynasty value is hanging in the balance just because of how reactionary we are and it hasn't happened yet but and i'm gonna take a ton of heat for this but Puka Nakua, give me give me another week or so here and his his dynasty value is going to hang in the balance I mean, what didn't he jump up to, to wide receiver thirteen and keep trade cut this week? Like something ridiculous. Craziness. He's he's in he's right on the twenty edge. Last time I checked, I, I have to pull this up here while we're talking about this. But yeah, no, like I think his value is one that could absolutely shift uh, on the drop of a dime. He has a bad week. He has a clunker. Absolutely. You know, once Cup comes back, you know, maybe you you have
0: some some thoughts about trying to capitalize on what value you do have in Puka. So here's a question for you guys. Um, in a, we always say, as you know, and you guys have said it too, hammers in a, in shallow format. So a start nine, and we don't even worry about depth guys. Um, you know, we just try to package all of them up, but who could be a sneaky depth guy who could actually become relevant in a start nine? You know, we're just throwing all these players to the side. Oh, we'll, we'll tear up. We'll package them all day, but who's one where you're like, nah, I don't know. You know, it could be a puka. You know kind of type go ahead chase you got one on your mind i don't have one that comes immediately to mind
1: um you know i, I my the first thing that comes to mind is george pickens everyone talks about george pickens
0: and it makes me laugh because i don't believe in that uh but what about, like jaden reed i mean obviously he had a game but like his type is is kind of the, the vibe i'm asking for here Cody, do you got anybody in mind
2: I'll go with um, guys that I would never roster personally in a start nine (laughs) even still, but we've seen, we've seen it come up and I think that he can step into a true number two role quicker than most people think and I'm, g- I'm gonna go with a guy he's balled out a couple times but it's rashid shaheed i okay. think long term yeah. he could actually be the wide receiver number two in new orleans and if they do move on from Carr, i know it hasn't looked pretty there but chris olave is going to need a number two alongside of him and i actually think shaheed can fill that role so that would be one maybe like as long as the benches are deep enough with it which they probably aren't maybe
1: that's a guy that you can stash at the end of it i do have one now as well go for it right. I- Nico Collins. Nico Collins is kind of a deeper guy that, you know, he could be the number one and and sustain a number one option on that team. So uh, that's one I'm definitely monitoring, Uh, you know, start nine, it does make
0: it a little tougher, but he's one I would definitely keep on the radar for sure. Yeah. Somebody put in the, uh, so we use the community tab on, on YouTube a lot, or at least, or at least I do But I'm, what I'm posting. Hey, we've got a live stream coming up and they leave our community, our tribe members leave questions in the, in the comments. And there was one tonight. I'm looking for it. Yeah. Zay flowers or JSN. I'm still JSN. I'm still JSN. I mean, I know you're
1: looking fantasy value this year and yes, Zay flowers, most likely will outproduce JSN, but uh, I, feel, I still believe in the talent of JSN. We've seen him have his moments in that offense, but he is still the number three option this year. So, you know, it's kind of a, a team-specific move. If you're looking for points this year, I do still believe that Zay Flowers will have some solid dynasty value. Um, but I think JSN will get his chance to shine and it most likely will be next year or, or an injury will have to occur.
2: Difference for me is, are you saying that I have to hold this player for the next three years or can I have him as an actual asset that I'm able to move around? If I have an asset that I'm able to move around, I'll take Zay Flowers. We, we see how reactionary this right. game is. JSN is probably going to finish outside of the top 40 wide receivers this year. And Zay Flowers could actually finish within the top 20. And what do you think the sentiment is going to be? Even though JSN has the name, DK Metcalf still going to be there. I honestly think they still bring back Tyler Lockett. What do you think the sentiment is when we cut this time next year? Zay Flowers is going to be the higher dynasty-ranked wide receiver. And so I'll just buy into the value if you're going to tell me that I can actually use them as an asset.
0: But are they the types that you'd tear up and down from all day? You know? Oh, yeah. You give well, me any e plus
2: on either side. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Agreed. <laughs>
0: agree i'm looking this this question here it's from mystical child official youtube is a super flex dynasty player <laughs> so we're gonna put it up here uh yeah got my attention there people know to put weird question um and that attracts my eyes and gets it starred but this one got me this time so mystical child official youtube asks: 12 team super flex full ppr start 10 Came in trying to tank. Currently 0-2. Roster is Russ, Bryce, Stroud, Brees, JT, Lamb, Waddle, London, Mooney, Jaden Reed, Laporta, Bellinger. Has a couple 24 firsts. What move, if any, should I look to make? Thanks so much.
2: First thing I look at here is quarterback. That is not good enough. I I don't like rookie QBs at all. I don't care. Like, I've already stated my claims on Caleb Williams once in this show, and he's going to come in as, like, quarterback six when he should probably be outside the top 12 next year. But, no, I'm looking to move off these guys. I know Bryce isn't doing good, but Stroud's gaining a lot of buzz right now. Package Package Stroud in first, package Russ in first. The quarterback room is what needs to be settled here first. I'm almost trying to see if he was like came into the season trying to tank though because it's still a good squad. Like I don't think this is a team that's actually bad enough to get to the bottom. It's still got pieces, so I'm almost thinking maybe he was not trying to tank. But what I'm doing here is like (laughs) hopefully the first, hopefully the first, you know, aren't mine. Can I find a team that's worse than me probably in this league and pick up their first instead of my own? Mm -hmm. Uh, But but the quarterback here and then up tiering at least one more wide receiver is probably where I'm
1: starting yeah i think uh, when i whenever i look at you know retooling if you are trying to tank this year i want no part of running backs on my team i have zero problem trading away Brees exactly. and jt for for this squad especially i know that they have great names we've seen them produce they they're they're flashy special assets in, in some people's eyes but that's why you trade them that's why you move away uh continue to build that wide receiver room i do like lamb i think lamb and waddle are are, are good you know a good little core to start with you know maybe you can look to move one of those guys into the wide receiver room or even packaging up you know Brees with the quarterback and and a pick um, to try and get yourself the upgrade that you're looking for at the quarterback position but um, i just use those assets as flux assets that i can move into whatever position i'm looking for for my long-term development
0: you're so well spoken for my long-term development that he just he just finished work too he's, he's looking i did i'm to still to in the zone in the <laughs> love it uh joey says i remember when this channel was literally dynasty trades in five yes i, I do as well almost uh almost two years we're going to celebrate uh, our two-year anniversary on october 6th with a uh with a Congrats. super stream yeah yeah thank you it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we'll definitely promote that more uh jesse has a super chat for us thank you very much uh 12 teams start 13. Super flex. Tight end premium. Uh, Dak, Anthony Richardson, Javante, Rashad White, Tajay Spears, CEH makes list Lamb, Hollywood, Mooney, Hyatt, Josh Downs. Hawkinson at tight end 224 first. Here is a trade offered to Jesse. Lamb for 24 first and George Pickens. So Unless give that- Lamb, get 24 first and Pickens.
1: Unless that 24 first is like a locked and loaded, just top three pick, top I don't want it. I, I'm I'm taking Lamb. I know it's a start 13. I just have no belief in George Pickens. And this this may be my own personal bias. It's going to be inconsistency is his problem. Um I, I I just don't I don't believe in it in lineup. You're going to be starting a zero. Sometimes you're going to you're going to have some some weeks like last week where he breaks a 71 yard touchdown. That's just kind of how you live and die with George Pickens. But uh, I think I'm going to keep lamb and lust that 24 first is like top three, maybe top four, like you can
2: secure that. I think it has to be a top two for me to even consider it. Lamb Lamb's <laughs> the top three dynasty wide receiver in my mind. Um, George Pickens is outside the top 24. You got to I don't care that it's start 13. You got to give me a lot more than George Pickens to get me interested here.
0: Start 13s. They're so gross. Do you guys play in any, uh, any lineup start 13s? Do you play in any of those or start 12? So bad. I- so bad. You're you're just like praying for like one touch out of a uh out of some some random running back. You're like, let's go DJ Dallas. Happy to have Tyler like
2: Boyd there, right?
0: Oh Starting yeah, yeah a, this week yeah. and you know he got me 10 points. I'm loving life there you go one of my kids cost me a uh, a brandon iuke start in one of my in one of my leagues i was like no <laughs> i do not want to read mighty oh, mighty construction site anymore dude come on um no but it worked out by luckily I, I projected to to hammer that uh that team this week oh, yeah. I, I say that now let's knock on some freaking knock wood. On like, I got a guys friend. talk to me about um so the fantasy draft room your youtube channel I love the series that you guys just started, but you guys could speak more uh, eloquently about it. Uh, talk about this this series that you just started that you're going to go through uh, every week this season.
2: Yeah. So unfortunately, we started at week two. And we didn't get we didn't get on week one. Hey, hey have you one got on week, it though. You got one on more it week to plan it. It just needed a little bit more refinement to go into week two but what we're doing is a you know everybody's doing a start sit show everybody's going to do theirs they're going to talk through it they're going to give you the stats and projections and the team matchups and everything but we're the fantasy draft room we got to do something a little bit different we're not just going to tell you you know you got to start patrick mahomes and josh allen this week we got to make it fun somehow twist it up and it's got to be in the form of a draft so what we're doing is each and every week, me and Chase go head to head, and you got to pick a full roster. And we're actually playing against each other head to head every week for our starts. You got to pick a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end inside the top twelve at quarterback and tight end, or inside the top twenty four yeah. at quarter at wide receiver and running back. And then on the sits show, you got to do the opposite. You got to pick some, or I'm flipping it up now as I'm talking through this. Yeah, but basically, <laughs> it's in or outside of the top twelve or twenty four, you got to pick a start and sits. And we're actually going to have like a head-to-head matchup review who scores more points each week. We're going to track the series all the way through the season. So we're yeah. just trying to find a way to have a little bit more fun with it, make it actual competition, which is what we love to do. We're not just going to come up here and tell you the top guys to start and sit every week. We're going to make it a little bit <laughs> yeah.
0: challenging for us. I love Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah. Man, <laughs> and, yeah tough right. one, tough one. Go in there and just say that. And anything to add on to that, Chase? Yeah, right. I just
1: want to say the easiest way to think of it is 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 sits are going to be you know good players that we think are going to have clunkers. The starts are going to be your kind of sleeper picks that we're trying to project that uh, are going to have big weeks. Best way to kind of think of that one. Yep. So if you have tough start sit decisions,
0: definitely tap in. Good stuff. Well, yeah, we'll hear more about the uh, the fantasy draft room when we when we look at your your YouTube channel here. We had another. Uh, oh, this is great uh, from Shane here clay pitch the patreon yeah so we have a patreon it's under me if you see the uh the uh the banner if you're if you're watching on on youtube um yeah patreon.com slash all gas we have our own dynasty trades in five tier with a private discord live amas with shane and scott get your dynasty trade questions answered around the clock and uh discounts on roster reviews all sorts of stuff Go to destinationdevi.com and check out the Destination Five tier, though. It is a combo tier with Ray's Destination Devi Heisman tier. is what it was called plus hours, you get it all in one. Um, definitely, a, definitely a hammer tier right there, and uh, discounts on merch. We're gonna do all sorts of stuff. I don't know if Ray knows the discount on merch thing. Hold me to that though hold me all right shane
2: Shane is seriously the most active person in that discord now since that thing has been launched it's been awesome to have you guys over there uh shane is literally in there like every time i check while i'm at work and i don't check at work but every time i do it's always shane responding to something over there so it's a
0: lot of fun yeah Yeah. he, he lives in there he lives in there for sure and we uh yeah we're excited to be partnered with uh with destination Devi now obviously let's hit um let's hit a question from sean here thank you for the super sticker Get a mid to late 24 first and 25 second for Puka. Yes or no? Bye Cody's bye. waving bye bye. Yeah. Chase is saying bye bye. I am echoing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless this is like a one Q, I mean, I guess
1: even one QB leagues. I think I'm, st- I'm still just going to take that profit and run.
2: I don't know what type of league format you would have to play in where this isn't a smash except um, I the most that I've seen is a 24 first for Puka and now you're giving me the second as
0: well. So free real estate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all it's all cash. Like when when you got Puka, it's it's all house money now that that you're playing with. Right. Um, Let's go to another one here. Uh, I saw the mystical child official YouTube. We should go to the mystical child YouTube. I uh, should review point. theirs. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> uh, let's go here to MG edits. 12 teams start nine super flex PPR have Bryce young, Daniel Jones, Kyler, all running backs are trash. DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Mark Andrews have 24 firsts, two of them. Any suggestions? Trade one of the QB QBs. Chase, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to guess you're tanking. Uh, trash RB or yeah, trash running backs, and your best uh, wide receivers are going to be Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore. Like you're going to have a you're going to have a rough season here. Um, I'm not giving up my own first if I'm this team. I I have a feeling you're going to be towards towards the bottom. You may want to wait that out and see if that does in fact become the 101. Then you have a, a locked and loaded trade asset, what could be Caleb or, or Marv or whatever quarterback uh, does end up going up to to the top of, of the nfl draft so i definitely hold on to mine maybe if you trade the other first along with bryce young or daniel jones i just don't know what you can get right now that's going to to improve for, for daniel jones uh, but I, i'd start shopping there there's part of me that wants to just wait parts uh, wait and then trademark andrews i think would be the ones that i'd be more apt to do um I just have have no need for Mark Andrews on this team. And and he's probably a guy that still has solid dynasty value. Wait it out. Let him have a good game. Get rid of him. Chase, we agree 95% of the time on what we do. I could
2: not disagree with you more here on Mark Andrews, though. Finally, this is this is bad. Like I, I have a team that's almost built out that looks like this now because I just lost J.K. Dobbins, Nick Chubb and Deontay all within the first two weeks team got decimated within the first three weeks and i have a lamar and mark andrews stack and i said punt this team into the sun and within 24 hours i got three people in my inbox hey what do you want for mark andrews what do you want from mark andrews what do you want from mark andrews you know what he is he's a 28 year old tight end it's not like he's going to fall off a cliff next year he's going to still be producing and this team is set up poorly enough everywhere else not to say that that's a bad thing because you still have the 24 first but it's not mm-hmm. going to win this year so like me, I'm just I'm holding on to Mark Andrews. He's not going to matter for my tank. I'm going to pair up the Daniel Jones and Bryce Young, get another QB to pair with Kyler next year. I'm going to build through RBs through the draft more than likely. And then you need to upgrade the wide receiver room at some point, too, because DJ Moore is in Siberia on that Chicago Bears team now. And here <laughs> Wilson, you hope that Aaron Rodgers can come back. But you, you need to build out some depth there. But it's start nine. No, I'm holding on to Mark Andrews.
1: I mean, I have nothing against Mark Andrews for what it's worth. It's just, he's a guy that people will be interested in. That's, that's the idea here is to accumulate assets because that team is not winning. And with a non, with a non tied in premium, I have absolutely, I mean, yes, it matters, but by the time that Mark Andrews is going to matter, he might be Travis Kelsey's age. So I'm looking to acquire some additional assets, get that leverage and then try and uh,
0: try and do some different things with my team. So we're going to hit this, uh, this super chat from CLC F 15. Thank you for the super chat. And then we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to pop over to your, your YouTube channel. Hey fellas, 12 team super flex start nine PPR, no tight end premium. Should I send waddle pits an early 24 first, which would be top three and a 25 first for chase and Kyler. My QB room is Watson and Tua. Hmm. Man, that
2: early 24 first top three that's, part just so makes hard this hard trade so away. difficult. Because that that pick alone is worth chase. If that's true, right. like there's a chance that that pick alone is chase. And so I have to look at the other things of Waddle and Pitts, and I don't think that's enough to get me to the QB of Kyler, especially when your room is already Watson and Tua. I don't know. I I, I think I'm I think I'm holding on the other side, or I'm at least taking the. I'm, I'm probably just sticking with the uh, 24 first side here just because like I I'm just going to hold on to that pick it's hard to get that pick off me right
1: now yeah team context would would definitely help me a little bit more here knowing exactly where you sit but like again start nine uh, yeah start nine PPR you you do want hammers and I, I do like chase and Kyler just, it does feel like a lot. Like if I could find a different pivot where I'm giving up Watson in this deal uh, to, to acquire this, like I, I would take out some of those other picks. Like, I think that would be a pivot. I'd much rather entertain. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't think I can pull the trigger on that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's like those first are padlocked. If, if they, if they have a chance of being top three or four, very, very challenging. I hear you. Yeah, more contacts would be helpful, but it's a good trade, obviously. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it, I think it would be fair either way. I don't think that's going to cause a ruckus either way. It, it, no, it's, it's too big to not cause a ruckus, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair, at
0: least in its value. For sure. Guys, who runs your YouTube channel?
1: do we do we point at each other here (laughs) like
0: yeah like
2: him maybe um i mean he posts everything i do the kind of like stuff that's built up to get it to post version um so it's a it's a combined effort he does all the posting there and then i'll do kind of the stuff for like the thumbnails and maybe sometimes the descriptions and stuff and some of the back-end editing is more of what i do but he'll do the actual posting and dropping
0: actually before i stop sharing yeah let's just have this conversation real quick okay so i figured out what you what you do what was your goal for for the channel because you play you play a lot of dynasty but it's a fantasy draft room what is the uh what's the ultimate goal for the channel
2: ultimate goal is just to grow it like we we, it's a thing that we just have fun doing um you know we'd love to get to a monetization point but i don't think at this point right now it's ever going to be like a hey we're just going to grind and do this eventually to quit our jobs and go full-time you know like it is a sure. thing that we love doing on the side love playing love playing dynasty we also have the pod version that we do on the destination Devi radio feed so it is it is there it's something we love to grow but it's a it's a long-term growth thing here we put out both dynasty and redraft content just keeping it open-ended with fantasy draft rooms. so we'll kind of bounce around between everything but um we it's it's just about giving out fantasy football content that we love doing
1: yeah, we'll yeah, hit man. one year of, of YouTube in October because uh, we did. We started out as as just doing podcasts. We we ended up turning it into to the YouTube side of things in in October of last year. So yep. it, it's actually been one year officially. Like this this couple weeks ago that we started nice. even recording together. So um, I think the the big dream is still kind of to be determined. It's just you know what kind of time can we dedicate. To maximizing, you know, our our efforts in destination Devi with the Overreaction podcast that drops on sure. Tuesdays, uh, and then also to to the YouTube side.
0: Yeah. So let's just take a peek and, and this is going to be a kind of a living, breathing, uh, little, little show for me as well. I'm doing one with uh, Ross dynasty outhouse um, next week, but I am very passionate about content creation and I'm very obsessed with, with YouTube and, and all of the fun it, it brings us. Um, but so, yeah, I just want to go through kind of just take a brief look at your channel. I'm not an expert. I'm learning something new every single day. We did manage to grow a five-minute trade uh, show to over 10K awesome subscribers now. So I guess I know a little bit to be dangerous at least, but I'm just going to give my thoughts right off the bat. So 412 subscribers, 97 videos. So the thresholds for the YouTube partner program, which is basically, okay, you start getting paid for those ads that are shown in front of your, uh, your videos. The cutoffs for that are 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. Now Cody and Chase shared their, uh, their data with me before the show and they already are over that 4,000 watch hour threshold. So that is positive because lots of times a thousand subscribers hits first, but you all of a sudden have a bunch of hours of watch time and people are only watching two minutes of your seven minute videos. <laughs> so that is a very big positive. Looking at your, uh, your homepage here, one thing you'll wanna do is customize your homepage. So it's starting off on top with popular videos, but you can actually have it to where instead it's going to be showing your most recent videos up top. So you'd want to do that to make sure it's showing your most recent stuff. So there's just customization you can do in the back end um, with that quite easily. Okay, so let's go to your videos here. And I was talking to the guys before the, the show. And so we're looking at the last three here. We've got 35 views from this 110 hours ago, 116, five days ago. And then this 1.3 thousand view video six days ago, starts of the week, week two. Can you explain what happens with that video and why it is such an outlier on your data.
1: We, We recorded it on, on Saturday and we dropped it same day. It was a drop midday on Saturday. And it feels like. Uh, you know, everyone's making start sit decisions leading into the, you know, leading into Sunday. And so a lot of people are going to be dropping content on Sunday. So we figured, Hey, why not midday Saturday, see what happens. And it took off. And again, these are both of those videos are videos that like are irrelevant after Sunday at 11 AM. Right. So the fact that we were able to get that within essentially like a 24 to 48 hour span was, was, I think we were both kind of shocked. We're like, what happened here? Why did this hit? the seo here because we did the exact same thing for all of the other ones uh as far as the ads the 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 tags and everything like that so it was very interesting to see how that turned out
2: uh it's been the first saturday drop we've done in a while especially definitely during the first one that we've done during football season so Mm -hmm. we shifted we shifted the time schedule around that we were going to do now it's we're dropping friday the one that we dropped today and then we're dropping the second one on saturday so that way they have a little bit longer to breathe up until that noon kickoff and so that's what that's what i mean Truthfully, I don't think we have much of a reason to explain why it kicked off as much as did. You know, some of those videos, they just hit the SEO right and they're just going to take off. And your next video will kind of do what it did today. And it only gives to 130 views. Um, SEO is a wild place and it kind of just matters when you drop. So maybe it's just trying to stick to that same window that we hit last week as far as the time of dropping.
0: I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too married to that because even though YouTube, they, they give you in YouTube studio, this like color coded thing, dark purple is when your audience is online, you know, light purple, they're, they're not, and they show you, yeah, that little heat check and you're like, okay, like our, our top times honestly tend to be from 10 AM to. 4 p.m. almost every single day and then yeah saturday morning sure there's definitely a bump there but it's pretty straightforward in terms of just being able to drop content in the mornings ideally anytime between 9:30 and you know 11 is what i like to do anyway and then getting it tweeted out before then you may have just gotten i don't want to say gotten lucky with with that drop but um the whole thought that uh youtube is like very very seo driven and that you just jumped on some kind of algorithm you should probably give yourself more credit it might have also been just really good content (laughs) because ultimately that's how youtube pushes your stuff the better the videos are the longer you watch them the more the algorithm's going to push it out right because they want eyeballs to stay on the platform as long as possible so i wanted to pull up this uh this video here and this is uh here, can you hear it without it too gross? The 2023 NFL draft. Okay.
1: Carolina Panthers select.
0: So that counts down, as you can imagine, all the way down to one. Okay. So I asked uh, Cody and Chase to, can you see the screen here with the audience retention now? Can you see this one? We're still oh, no, on the share theater. this tab. And yeah, we're show. Okay. So if you're not watching, if you're listening on replay, what we're looking at is an audience retention graph. So it shows right at the start when someone clicks on and they start watching the video, how many people make it past the first 30 seconds is kind of the the threshold that YouTube likes to let you know how you're doing. Their audience retention curve, as you can imagine, because of that intro, it's such a kick-ass intro, but because of that intro, only I believe it was 37 percent of people are making it past the first 30 seconds it's super sad to even say that you know like i i look at i consume thousands and thousands of hours of digital like marketing content and stuff and everybody says no intros and that's something that we've always done right into the content so thoughts thoughts on that would you be willing to just bail from your intro It's interesting. We actually
2: do about half of our contact co- content on here, cold intro. Um, and it, we we typically mm-hmm. see roughly same, um, but it is still probably even if we're going cold intro, there's, you know, the introduction of speaking content, or the speaking intro of like, yeah. hey, you know, we're, we're here. This is what we're doing. It should more be a thing of just like, hey. What's your quarterback start of the week? Go like it probably should be that even though I love the intro, you know, like you put time into it and everything, but unless you're doing like premiere more so instead of just like an actual true drop, it's probably better meant for it just to be that. Hey, let's go like we did here tonight. It's hey, start off of trade. Go. What do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: there's, I'm, there's definitely a balance. Sorry. Go ahead, Chase. No, I was just say I, I agree. Like, I, I, I think we're both open to, to learning more about how the content side of things uh, can improve. And the, the fact that it is a roll in right into what people are looking for, right? Like they don't have to, to skim through and find, okay, who are they actually starting and sitting? It's like, let's just jump right in. Here's our start for, you know, start for the week of, of week three. Um, I think that's something we definitely need to
0: definitely need to do. <laughs> yeah because even um so this one right here I was looking at earlier you can see your your video here right so where you actually started talking about the content was at the uh the 218 minute mark okay now now I will say <laughs> I will say that you guys have had some explaining to do to talk about like what this series is so i can respect that basically just watch out for the intro because even us we go right into it we still lose anywhere from 23 to 26% of the audience right off the bat. They click in there, even though we go right into a dynasty trade, they're gone. So I guarantee if you were to adjust your intro, you'd see better, uh, better honest retention.
2: Yeah, I think you're always gonna drop that first little bit because of that. Like yeah. you only have five seconds to click out of the the video before the next one starts up, starts up. Yep. So most people, it's just like they're rolling in from the previous video, and it's just I don't want to watch the second one. I missed, I missed the timer. Let me click out.
0: So let's do this. Let's go um, back to the, sorry, I'm going to, I can mute this now, but I want to go back to your homepage and click on the one where you got a lot of action. Okay. But we're going to look at the bones of your video this time. So you were talking about SEO, keyword tagging and stuff. I see you have this long description. At least you're using similar accounts. Okay. (laughs) This down here at the bottom, we, we could talk about that offline, but yeah, you've got, you've got some, uh, You've got a lot of keywords in here. You can definitely call this some keyword stuffing action. Yeah, we we could, uh, we can chat, but get the bones of the channel set up with the descriptions. What I wanted to see, though, is the comments. So one thing I think we were good at right off the bat was responding to all the comments and responding with questions. You guys clearly are responding to your commenters because that honestly is gold, right? Those are the people who are most engaged with your content they're watching it they're going down they're typing something in and everybody feels really cool when i create a response to them right it's just like it's just like yeah. natural ego stuff right um so we'll go back to your homepage and then we're going to take a couple more trades and uh and then we'll call it a night after that but let me go back to your homepage here it's so weird with the double screen uh, the one screen i got to get better with multiple monitors here okay so we are at your uh back at your homepage here this about me. This is something we haven't updated either. So one stop shop. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys have, but we're doing mock drafts galore, dynasty startups. I haven't updated in forever. I think ours says we focus on three forms of content, like individual player evaluation, just a bunch of trash. But it's stuff that you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't just disregard. Community tab. This is what I talk about um, a lot community tab is a good place to start posting stuff and community tab can also be found on YouTube search as well. Now with you guys, what I would recommend with the 416 subscribers, if I were back at 416 subscribers and it already breached the 4,000 hours of watch time, I'd be really getting after it with shorts. That's something I had wished I started a lot earlier because the, the reach is just incredible that you can get with shorts. Chase is smiling. What's up? It's just funny seeing these these old shorts that we did. yeah, us. oh, they're so old. It's I pulled just, them up oh and it was like God. Swift. It was like Swift versus, um, Tom versus Brady or or right second other. like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> Good so times. I would definitely I would definitely recommend getting into shorts. And there's all sorts of AI programs now where you can literally upload your most recent uh, video. It can pull out the things that you know seem to be the most valuable content, chop it up for you literally into 30 second clips, throw some captures on it and send it out. So I would hammer the shorts if I were you. I think All I right? saw that they're actually even doing that in StreamYard now, like an
2: AI tool built into StreamYard to do it. So I, yeah, definitely a thing that I've thought about here recently getting back into.
0: Yeah. It's it's a it's a grind though, man. Honestly. It is. Like, yeah it doesn't people don't it never
2: feels worth it for putting in as much time as you do to create that like 50 second piece but the actual like sub and everything probably is
0: yeah yeah so we'll hit um actually let me do this i'll I'll pull up uh i'll pull up our channel just so we can look back at where we uh where we were hold on one second i'm gonna go all the way back to our oldest videos and talk shit about talk crap sorry ray about us (laughs) okay let's move to share screen uh dynasty trades in five okay we're back here now so we're going to videos but instead of the latest so you see how we have it set up the latest videos are up at top up at the top and then we have all of our live streams but let's go to um our oldest videos look at that Miles sanders right there will be two years october 6th but look at these thumbnails they're so gross right Terrible. At first, I didn't think you could use a player picture. I, I thought I'd be like copyright, hit by copyrights. All I had to do was just look around YouTube and see that everybody's taking pictures. It's not like everybody's paying for it. But you can see what I'm getting at here is how few views we had, right? Back here, 182, uh, 412. They started ramping up and we had the luxury of, you know, Shane and Scott being my co-hosts. That obviously helps. They have the juice in the industry, but just know, I mean, look at how little these views are. Like one hundred and twenty-two here. Start tightening up the thumbnails. Your thumbnails are probably already better than ours. Um, just fucking grind and just effing grind and get in. <laughs> oh boy, let's get into a trade. That's my. That's my sweet. That's my home apparently. Okay. Uh. All right. Let's get into a trade. Thanks for uh doing that with me though, guys. That Thank was. You um,
1: Love it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the feedback and insights, man. Like it's definitely something that that we need as as you know, hopefully growing content creators. So uh appreciate all your insights and, and feedback
0: on this. I'm always around to to help and wrap YouTube, that's for sure. Uh yeah, you see this. Is this a streaming YouTube's steaming tutorial? Audience retention may slip soon. Yeah, exactly. Like when I look back at the audience retention for this, it'll definitely hit a drop once <laughs> I start going over YouTube, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, so let's go up to. I hadn't starred one previously. I see Shane talking about what he does for roster reviews, and it's uh, yeah, it's a little alarming for for the youngsters in the crowd. Billy Logan, twelve-team Superflex, start ten PPR, rebuilding but two and zero. Stafford, Mac, Stroud, Bryce, Tannehill, Justin Jefferson, Godwin. Michael Thomas, Nico Collins, Cortland Sutton, Tutu Atwell, Pollard, Etn, and then just names a bunch more. Uh, not sure if I should tank since I am two and zero. Okay, look at this team though. Like, should it like Is lean this into tank? this tank?
1: <laughs> Is this so, tank? It's
0: hard to. Stafford, Tannehill, Mac. Like you've got the two young quarterbacks,
2: but everything else on this team is kind of ready to go, other than the definite punt at tight end that we've done here. You got Pollard and Etienne, you got Jets, Godwin, Thomas, Collins. Like you've obviously found some gold with Collins, but this wasn't a team that was going to go down to the number one on the team. I I think, kind of like before, this is a retool team. Um, It may not be, it's probably not going to win this year, but. This is this is the team you start trying to tear off of some of those MT Stafford's Tannehill's and you just try to get this team in the best position for next year.
1: Yeah, it feels like a team that hasn't fully leaned into the rebuild like they wanted to rebuild and they're like, yeah, but I really like these core assets that I have and and, and they are you have some good ones like no doubt about it. Um You know, you do need to figure out if you can find a a buyer for Stafford or, or for you know, package him with a a Bryce or a Mac. Like you have some young pieces here for sure, Uh, but in a start ten, like I would definitely try doing a little bit more of of trying to pivot off. Maybe again, running backs, running backs, running backs. Like, do you actually need them? I I wouldn't try pushing in necessarily. I don't know what kind of pick. pick you know accumulation right. you've done so if you do have a bunch of other picks like first already then maybe you you, you do try to to make a move maybe you can pivot and, and go win now but um yeah
0: i'd be looking to move off of etn while his value is still high and, and move off those running backs so i'm going to read one directly from our discord here so this is from uh this is from kugski it is a 12-team, super flex, uh, start 11, 2.0 for tight ends in a, one year, in a year one punt with Allen, Hertz, and AR. Nice. I have all my own picks plus an extra 24 first that's tracking to be non-playoff and two extra 25 firsts and seconds. Is this kind of consolidation at QB in a tank year less risky or more? Moves? So 12 team super flex start 11, 2.0 for tight ends as Allen hurts and AR and has
2: has aspects. That's (laughs) that's where you want to hold your value. Like, no, that's not risky. That's the most secure that you can build your team for a future in a tank. Like you've got three assets that outside of what people, I don't know anymore though, since we're so reactionary, man, people were willing to sell Josh Allen for Trevor Lawrence after week one this year. So I don't know specifically if, if it's going to hold, but, Outside of any position other than maybe Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, those quarterbacks are the most stable assets that you can have. This is the way you want to tank. You hope that you have dog water at running back. You hope you have a a couple of stud wide receivers and maybe your tight end stud yet. You probably don't have it yet, but no, this is done right in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. You have secure assets at the quarterback position. It's not like it's Justin Fields out there. Like all of these guys are going to to maintain. Uh, you know, knock on wood. Even if there was an injury to happen to one of these guys, I mean, they're they're going to be fine for for your dynasty value and dynasty assets. Um, and if anything, it gives you options in the offseason to trade one of them if you want, um, as you have a little bit more information. And you can make a pivot to, you know, to a down tier and, you know, again, accumulation of assets. Can you can you get that leverage? Can you get yourself a stud wide receiver um, to to continue your build? So uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. And I think you invested in the right ones. A lot of times you see people that invest in like Watson Fields and Tua. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I got three good quarterbacks. It's like, do you Like do you? Do so, you? <laughs> this one, this one I'm fine with, man. Like, I think uh, that's a great, uh, great start in year one.
0: So this one, this is such a classic one that, that we see these days, I guess it's a deeper format also from the discord 12 team super flex start 12 PPR, give Puka, get a likely playoff 24 first, 24 third and 25 third. Are you guys taking any first for Puka right now? Did we determine that earlier in lots of formats, at least almost any format? Yeah. As long (laughs) as
2: yeah it's almost any format as long as it's not the super, super shallow ones where we only talk about hammers. Yep. You're taking any first and you're just getting, this is even more than we were talking about the first trade with um, you. It's just extra on the top. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the ROI. It's what you got Puka for. And and you're just capitalizing. You take that first and run. Do I hope for the best that Puka becomes Amonra? Sure. Absolutely. Um, And that is an outcome. So you could miss out on value, but in the end, like you're going to get really close to that kind of value for a guy that may Potentially have
0: regression, so sure. uh, take it and run. Okay, and I should have aggress- addressed the crowd this whole time. 130 eyeballs in here, 130 people watching us this evening on a uh, on a Friday. Thanks so much for joining. Hit that like if you wouldn't if you wouldn't mind and check out the at fantasy draft room on YouTube. I see a couple of people in the comments said they already subscribed. There we go, boys. So I wanted to pull this up for, um, from Nick. He got in here early as well and dropped a question. So how do you balance depth versus selling off assets? You don't really quote unquote need on a contender. If a guy like James Connor is your RB three, do you sell for picks since he's a fringe flex or keep for death depth? This is something that's tough, selling from your contenders. Go ahead, Chase. All right, Cody, rather. There you go.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. Um, This is fully league market dependent. This is one where I can't give you the answer. You need to know this one for yourself. Unfortunately, I can give you the guidelines to go on, but you need to have a league that's active. I'm perfectly fine selling off James Conner when he's my RB3 because I'm not starting him more than likely. I'd rather start the wide receivers in the flex unless it's like a standard league, which isn't even standard anymore. But no, I'd rather sell it off now because I don't need him right now. I'd rather put it into liquid capital. But on a contender, you need to be able to reinvest it into another piece. You need to have teams that are actually willing to sell later on down the line. If it's just a stagnant lead or stagnant lead, then you do need the depth. So I'm not selling him off there. It's, It's a league dependent one for me.
1: Well put. I have nothing to add to that. That's exactly how I would proceed with that one, too. So love it, Cody.
0: <laughs> That's it.
1: It's, it, it's funny. We think so much alike a lot of times. So it's like when he says something, it's like, yep, I got nothing to add there. <laughs> Nailed it.
0: Yeah. No, we'll hit uh we'll hit one more here from uh from Eric who got in early as well. 10 team super flex, half PPR, start 12. Trade Baker in a 24 second for Keenan Allen and a 24 fourth. The team I'm trading with has Keenan, Pollard, and Trash is Owen 2 and I already have their first. My team is middle of the pack. I, I don't know. No, like I, you're I not that. trading Baker in a super flex for for Keenan Allen and a, I mean, like
1: and a second. Like I feel like yeah. you're you're basically trading Baker for a fourth here at at, at best. <laughs> um, that's what it feels like. So. Hey
2: it feels like we're trying to leverage like the pick of the second is going to be high i could care less where the second lies it doesn't matter if it's the 201 to me like sure it holds more value than the 212 but at that point you know like the the back end of the first round picks are basically seconds anyway in terms of the value that they net so like i don't care about the second at all this is trading away baker and keenan allen i would swap for the second straight up and then i'm selling baker for a fourth it feels like yeah like chase said so no, you can't replace the quarterback ever. Even though most people don't think that there's long-term security with Baker, if he keeps playing this way, he could still be a starter next year too. So, no, I don't, I don't see where you're gaining any value on leveraging trying to leverage the second here.
1: Yeah, I feel like you lose that, and then you're also potentially giving them additional points to not be as bad as they possibly could be. Like it sounds like they're trying to sell off Keenan as well. Like,
0: yeah, it not, it not seems it. like it seems like Eric's being very considerate of the of the other league mate right and needs to consider the fact that he's going to be getting Keenan allen on a middle of the pack team at the end of the day like trading baker sure that's one thing but it may not be the right trade yeah would so, explore something else to do with this one if i'm trying to move baker agree to agree to see other people guys that's all oh it is not all we got mick rib with an inbox offer have to hit this and those in the crowd don't be honest with inbox offers they have to actually be them uh, 12 teams start 10 PPR give Debo get a 24 first and 24 second
2: unless it's the championship team by a mile he's gone yep he's a replaceable wide receiver unfortunately at this point like he's going to score points but not in a range that's going to be top 12 ever probably again with Brandon Ayuk there maybe you're trying to play a long game but Debo's now 28 with injury histories as well um no, you take a first and a second and Smash
1: run. It. Yeah, this feels like you're capitalizing on what Debo just did on Thursday. So yep, take it and run.
0: Smash it. Guys, that was a lot of fun. Let's um let's hear a sign off from you guys. Let's let's hype yourselves up. Where do they subscribe to? Go ahead. Talk about your YouTube channel and all the content creation you do. All right. So uh you can check us out
1: on YouTube at the fantasy draft room. Make sure you do subscribe to that. Check us out there. Uh, we are in Destination Devi discord all day every day you yep. got to check us out in there so destinationdebby.com we drop our podcast on tuesdays we are the overreaction podcast uh go check out cody uh losing his mind on tuesday this week it was, <laughs> it was a fun one uh, so yeah we get the instant reaction from the week talk about t- dynasty strategy trades things that are going on market movers uh and, and really dive deep into to some of those conversations um and discuss whether people are reacting or overreacting you can find us on twitter cody is at cody smith tfdr i guess i'm sorry at, <laughs> Let me and ask. i am and i am at <laughs> trophy chase tfdr on twitter definitely give us a follow uh we're, we're fun people so <laughs> that's pretty yeah, much it. Sometimes Anything you want to add yeah sometimes you know oh
2: no, just just go go follow and subscribe if you want to if you want that at instant access to us though it's through discord um we, i'm in there probably I can't talk during the work days, unfortunately, but I am probably in that discord 50 ish hours a week between during the day that I'm just in lurk and then in chat and then after work for another four hours a day. So this is my life. Uh, Reach out to me anytime you want. Um, I will. I will be there with a dynasty question or answer or any fantasy football, anything else, you know, life too.
0: I don't have much life experience. I'm young, but uh, I'll, I'll try to answer that too yeah good stuff well i enjoyed this guys and thanks again for letting me uh talk about your youtube channel and um yeah yeah it was a good time we'll uh we'll do it again it's it's your your co-work we're co-workers now right colleagues absolutely yeah. both yeah, partner thanks. with destination debbie let's go all right thanks i'm gonna have a stream long, guys man. appreciate you're you. most welcome see you, everyone bye